Welcome to the Vol Bros. I'm Evan. This is my brother, Rustin, and we are brothers. Uh, we are the Vol Bros, living in Tennessee, loving the Vols. And today is a really exciting day because it is the first release of the 2022 College Football Playoff Rankings. And we're going to talk about three important things, what we think uh, the committee is going to do, what we would do if we were the committee, and then we'll also preview Tennessee, Georgia, give our predictions for that this weekend. Uh, before we do that, though, we would be remiss if we didn't thank our sponsors, but unfortunately we don't have any yet. And so if you would, if you've been dreaming, you know, I really wish there was an up and coming podcast hosted by, uh, let's say two brothers, uh, that I would really love to sponsor. You are in luck, my friend, because today is that day. Uh, we are more than happy to strike a deal with you. Uh, we, we even accept Chick-fil-A gift cards. So, uh, <laughs> if you, if you want to sponsor this podcast, we are more than willing to let you do that. Uh, but Rustin is certainly the brains in this group. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to reveal to you what we believe you will see this evening in the college football playoff rankings. And we're going to let Rustin go first and then I'll go. Uh, and then after that, we'll get to what we would do if it was us. So Rustin, take it away. Tell us what you would, how you would rank these teams. What I believe or, the committee actually, will do. Tell me, yeah. Tell yeah. what the committee will do. My bad. So, so I think the committee is going to stick with Georgia at number one because until you defeat the national champs, they're not going to change. Um, Tennessee, I think, will get number two just because the committee actually does take strength of schedule into account. Um, Ohio State will probably be a very close third. I believe they'll keep Michigan fourth until Michigan and Ohio State play. They'll keep them up there because they want that um, they want that game to to have meaning. I do believe they take um, strength of schedule into account. So I believe Alabama will leapfrog Clemson and jump to five and Clemson will be number six. That is an excellent, excellent uh, suggestion there. Um, and you're, you're exactly right. Ohio State, Michigan, that's going to play itself out. And so top two, that's going to play itself out. Yeah. And so actually I've got a scenario I thought of that I'm going to ask you about that I haven't mentioned to you yet but it's a very intriguing scenario. So I'm going to, I'm going to propose that to you here in a little bit. My top six, if I, that I think the playoff committee will do, I think that we're going to learn a whole lot tonight based solely on two teams about what the playoff committee really values. TCU and Clemson. We're going to learn a whole lot tonight about what the playoff committee values from those two teams. And here's why I say that. Or do they value the resume or do they value the eye test? Or is it a combination of both? I think that's what we're going to find out tonight. So here's why I say that. I agree with you that I think that they're going to rank Georgia number one. And the only reason, the main reason I think that is if you look at this week's AP poll, Georgia had like 30 something first place votes, Tennessee at 18. So uh, I think that, you know, we're going to end up seeing Georgia number one. I do think Tennessee will be number two. Um, same exact thing with you, the top four. Ohio State, Michigan, three and four. Uh, we did not see each other's, by the way, before we did this. So this is, you know, this is um, totally legit, like what you're seeing here. We both had the exact same top four. But then you got Clemson at number five and TCU at number six. And here's why I think these are so intriguing. Really? Let's be honest. If you're looking at just the resume, TCU deserves to be at really number two or three. Because if, if you're looking at just the resume, Tennessee has five top 25 wins. TCU has four. Yeah. 
and Clemson has at least three, maybe four. I can't remember. Uh, they beat. It should be three. They got Clint. They got Florida State, Wake Forest, and um, Syracuse. But let's be real, you know, Syracuse and Wake Forest. Come on, yeah. Um, like they beat NC State. Schedule has to matter. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that's what we're going to find out tonight. Um, so before we go any further, let me ask you my my hypothetical scenario that I did not mention sure. to you before this. Let's say in just a few weeks after that conference championship games are over. Let's say that you have either Georgia or Tennessee, whoever wins this weekend, they run the table. So you have an undefeated SEC champion. Sure. Let's say Clemson runs the table, undefeated ACC champion. Yeah. And either Michigan or Ohio State, whichever one wins that game, runs the table, undefeated Big Ten champion, and TCU runs the table undefeated big 12 champion will the playoff committee put those four teams in the playoff over a one loss sec team yeah and i think they have to um i don't i don't think they're gonna have a choice on it um and unfortunately i think tcu could probably play with the other two teams in the top two for a little while um i don't think clemson can play with anybody we 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 all need to be hoping notre dame beats them this saturday because they have no business being in the final four um, you know, they just barely got by Florida State. They just barely got by Wake Forest in double overtime. They beat Syracuse by six. That is not a college playoff team. And and they have no business being there. But unfortunately, the committee may get their hands tied and have to take all four of them. Um, it totally would be a agree. shame if that happens because the semifinal game, you're probably looking at, um, you know, you're looking at Georgia and Ohio State potentially in the national championship, which would be a great game. But the final four, the semifinal games, you're looking at TCU and Clemson just getting obliterated by two significantly better teams. Um, if there was ever a case for an expanded playoff, that'll actually be the case right there. They'll they'll use that to make sure the playoff gets expanded. That's a fantastic point. They might, you know, that's a great point. They they might even use that to bump it up to 2024. That's what yeah. Kirk herbstreit has been saying. You know, um, he's he thinks it'll be in 2024. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I, if if you have four undefeated conference champions, I don't see any way they can leave one out, because that was one thing when the college football playoff first started was that they said that they were going to take conference championships into consideration. That that was right. a big deal, and so. I totally agree with you. We're all Notre Dame fans this weekend. <laughs> We're all Notre Dame fans this weekend. Uh, some of our our uh, folks on Twitter and uh, some of our friends on Facebook, they also had some input on this. Uh, we had one guy reply on, I posted this late last night, so not the best timing. Uh, but <laughs> we did have one guy reply, and he said that he agrees strength of wins should should matter, like they should matter. And so he said, Tennessee, number one, Georgia, number two, Ohio State, then Clemson, then Michigan and Alabama. Um, I'm sure Vols King isn't biased at all. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And neither are we. So, yeah. <laughs> um, on Facebook, we had a couple people reply. Uh, mutual friend of ours named Philip. Uh, he said that at this point, he would have he thinks that the committee will have Georgia number one, Tennessee number two, Ohio State number three, Bama number four, 
Michigan number five, and TCU number six. If that so, happens, then we know strength of schedule is going to matter the rest of the way. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, another mutual friend of ours on Facebook named Jared said, Tennessee, he thinks the committee will have Tennessee number one, Georgia number two, Ohio State number three, and TCU number four. And so, you know, Jared's looking at the uh, resume there on that one. So, Rustin, if you were the committee, yep, how would you rank them? Um, I wouldn't shake up a, a lot of what I had earlier. I would have Georgia number one, Tennessee number two, Ohio State three. I do think strength of schedule matters. I, I just, I, I think it's wrong for it not to. Um, the NCAA tournament does this every year in basketball. I don't understand why football can't. So, you know, I would have Alabama four, Michigan five, TCU six. And then, you know, whatever happens with Ohio State and Michigan, one of them's going to drop out of there. Um, and so probably Michigan. And, you know, then, you know, who knows who creeps into that sixth spot. But, um, you know, I, I just think strength of schedule has to has to count. I totally agree. Uh, it should count, right? I mean, like it should. That's it matters who you play. A, a win yep. against an Alabama should matter more than a win against San Jose State University. You know, I mean, like a win against Georgia should matter more than a win against Virginia Tech this year because Virginia Tech's having a really down year, and so that should matter. That 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 reveals who is the better team. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, the NCAA is incentivizing power five schools to go load up on group of five schools in their non-conference games. And those can be great money opportunities for the group of fives, but it's also going to be a massacre every week. And that's going to hurt TV ratings. And, you know, we all know TV ratings and TV money is what runs the NCAA. So, you know, if they want to keep making money, they need to make sure strength of schedule matters. It's a fantastic point. You're exactly right. I mean, it is all about money. You're right, uh, and that and that you just you just nailed it. Absolutely. Um, if I were the committee, this would be my top six. Resume should matter. That that's the bottom line here. Resume should matter. A team is currently the best offense in America. I know that our background is orange, and the name of this podcast is the Vol Bros. I get that, but strength of schedule matters. Uh, resume matters. Five top 25 wins. And one thing that kills me is, I, you know, I've heard people say, well, but the team, some of the teams that they beat who are in the top 25 at that time are no longer in the top 25. Well, yeah, because there were like three games in the season and you have a team get a loss because the, you have a bunch of people 2-0, and 3-0, stuff like that. If the team gets a loss because they were they were in the top 25, Tennessee knocked them out of it. That doesn't mean they're yeah. not a top 25 team. It just means that there's fewer games and that one loss is hurting them based on all these other teams that are still 2-0, 3-0, that kind of thing. And injuries happen. North Carolina State went from being a really good team to a really bad team in one week when their quarterback went down. That's a great point. Absolutely. So resume, it matters. It just, it, it has to matter. So five top 25 wins, Tennessee's your number one team. That should be what happens. I don't think it will be, but it, sure. it should be. Uh, Georgia, that win over Oregon, that dominating win over Oregon, is looking better and better every single week. Um, now Bo Nix is even getting mentioned in Heisman talk. Ohio State, number three, Michigan, number four. And I'm telling you, that was kind of tough, actually, because both of them only have – by the way, 
Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, all of them only have one top 25 win. Yeah. That's it. And so, well, actually, I take that back. Since Ohio State beat Michigan this weekend, now, or excuse me, since Ohio State beat Penn State this weekend, now they have two top 25 wins. Right. And so, um, but I mean, when you look at how each of them played Penn State, Michigan beat Penn State more handily than, than Ohio State did. Uh, TCU resume matters four top 25 wins. Now is, are those four top 25 wins in the big 12 equivalent to five top 25 wins? Four of which were in the sec, uh, for Tennessee. That's a debate we could have all day long right there. You know, if -hmm. you're living in big 12, you know, area of the country, you say, well, absolutely they are. But, um, you know, objectively they're probably not as impressive. Uh, but then Alabama, they're a phenomenal Bryce Young. I mean, I, I I feel bad saying this, but Bryce Young is probably the single best quarterback in the country. I mean, like he, he is hands down. After yeah. after what Tennessee did to Will Levis Saturday night, every NFL scout had to walk away going, Bryce Young is absolutely number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's he is legit. I mean, of course he is. I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. So, mm-hmm. um, they're they're a they're Alabama. I mean, they're a fantastic football team, and Honestly, if you look at this list and people were objective and unbiased, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama are three of the top four teams in the country. Sure. So maybe, maybe the top three. I totally agree. Um, and it's a shame that at least one, maybe two of them will not be in this playoff. You'll notice yep. I don't have Clemson in this because I test, it should be a combination of I test and strength of schedule. And just like Rustin said, the eye test shows Clemson is not one of the top four teams in the country. They're just not. But sadly, they're probably going to get in the playoff because of their weak schedule. All right. So that's that. Um, real quick, let's talk about this Saturday. <laughs> and apparently there's an American football game happening in Athens, Georgia this weekend. Um, I'm given to understand that it's two highly ranked teams. Uh, but Rustin, you found a very intriguing stat earlier today that I'd like for you to share with everybody because it's it's a really intriguing stat. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty fascinating. I think it's one of the most I think it's the most interesting stat of the whole weekend. Um, in Kirby Smart's tenure at Georgia, when his team gives up more than thirty points, he's one and nine. Um, that's that's a stat that matters against the number one offense in America. Um, I'll be honest. I, I have, I have concerns about Georgia. Um, not just because of the fact that they're a great football team, but honestly, what you said a second ago, that they've only played one top 25 team. Um, they've been able to kind of lay in the weeds, maintain that number one ranking other than Oregon at the beginning of the year, they haven't really played anybody. Um, you know, they're not playing great recently. And I almost wonder if that's complacency and they're kind of waiting on a big game. Um, You know, they're just kind of going through the motions. Um, I do think it matters that one of their starting linebackers definitely will not play this Saturday. Um, He's their leading sack guy. He's their leading tackle for loss guy, Nolan Smith. Um, I think it matters that one of their defensive starting defensive tackles went down Saturday and he's probably not playing Saturday. Um, you know, you take two out of the front seven against a Tennessee team that ran the ball 40 times against Kentucky. Um, that's, that matters. 
Um, you know, when you've got when you've got guys like Cedric Tillman, Brew McCoy, Ramel Keaton, Jalen Hyatt, I almost forgot him like everybody else did. Um, <laughs> you know, when you've got those four out there running around, something has to give. You've either got to play man with a free safety over the top, which leaves six in the box, and you can get away with that unless two of your front six aren't playing. Um, you know, then all of a sudden that's a hole. Um, if you bring one down and, and, you know, try to play zone, now you've got probably the best wide receiver core in America running free. It, it's hard to play zone against those guys. They're, they're going to pick you apart. Um, you know, Hendon Hooker is, as of this morning, the Vegas number one odds uh, for the Heisman. You can't play zone against the Heisman um, potential winner. Um, you, you've got to play a lot of man. You've got to put pressure on DBs. And I, I expect Jabari Small and Jalen Wright to have a real big day Saturday. I think they're going to have to play man. It's going to take a guy out of the box. And and they're going to – I think they're going to probably rip a few big runs. Um, I think Tennessee gets them Saturday 41-31. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Ten points. That's two scores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, I think that that stat you found – is extremely extremely important because let's be honest is tennessee going to score less than 30 points on saturday i don't see how yeah they, i agree I mean, nothing nothing they've done to this point would make any i mean they scored 52 on bama um, exactly you know, it's if, if nick saban can't figure it out kirby smart's not going to figure it out absolutely but, you know, I think Kirby will do a lot more than Nick did. I was I was a little surprised in the second half. Bama never adjusted. They just kept running the same stuff over and over, which is why Jalen Hyatt scored five touchdowns. Um, I think Kirby will mix it up more. Um, I think there absolutely will be a guy on Jalen Hyatt at all times. Um, he's not going. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to make the same mistake that the last four schools made. Hey, um, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you saw it, but this morning. Tennessee tweeted out a video uh, recapping. There's like, because, you know, they always release the highlights of it, but then they release yeah. like their, their story of the game kind of, you know. And after it was either high at second, I think it was after his third touchdown, he came over to the side and Jalen McCullough said, hey, man, when are you going to find somebody that can guard you like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. It was great. So I think, I think you'll see Jalen Hyatt probably won't have a big day Saturday. I think they'll make sure he doesn't but it's pick your poison. You know, then all of a sudden Jabari Small and Jalen Wright are ripping runs. Um, You know, Hypo loves running this combination route where Cedric Tillman runs either a skinny post or a dig route at about 12 yards. And Jalen Hyatt runs the the wheel route off the back of him. And, you know, if they're doubling Jalen or if they're over-exaggerating the safeties to to take care of Jalen, I mean, Cedric Tillman's going to be running free on skinny posts and dig routes. So don't be don't be surprised if you see Ced score two or three touchdowns over the middle of the field because it's wide open. Hey, um, if he does that, everybody gets cookies too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two touchdowns and everybody gets cookie. That's right. Yeah, I've so I've got three predictions for this this weekend. Number one, whoever has the ball last wins. I said that before the Alabama game, and my goodness, 15 seconds and 70, what, 73, 77 yards to go. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had the ball last, they won. Um, whoever has the ball last wins. Second, bold prediction. 
and we've got, we've talked about this in the past. There will be a, at least one play this weekend where Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton are on the field at the same time. That's that's the reason, honestly. I have I have them winning by two scores every single week this year, and I forgot to say this earlier. Josh Heupel has shown something literally every single game that hasn't happened in any previous game. That play look that that playbook has to be just hundreds of pages long because he's got something for everything, and 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 I think there will be some wrinkle. There will be it'll be either Hendon and Joe out there at the same time. Or, you know, the thing they haven't shown that I'm dying to see is, and no offense to Jacob Warren or Princeton Fant, but let's get the non-athletes off the field, even though Princeton Fant's kind of playing everything right now. Um, And let's put all four receivers out there at the same time. And let's move Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman into the slot. Let Brew and Ramel Keaton play the splits. And all of a sudden, how do you defend that? You know, when, when you've got those four guys out there at the same time, because what's going to have to happen is they're either going to have to walk a safety down on Cedric Tillman, which means there's nobody to help on the running backs, or they're going to have to leave the safeties back, which means Jabari Small and Jalen Wright just run free all day long. Um, it, you can't defend it. And, and it. and the only other thing they could do is to walk a linebacker out on Cedric Tillman, which we'll take that matchup every day of the week. Um, it's, I want to see that we get those four guys out there at the same time. There's going to be problems. And my last prediction for this weekend, and I guess I'll give a score too, but my last prediction for this weekend, the last four games in a row, it started the first time we saw it was at LSU. They went under center in an I formation offset. I or I formation. Every single, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I'm pretty sure every single time they've lined up in the I formation so far in the last four games, they've handed the ball off every time to Princeton fan. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I can completely envision a scenario where they're on like their own 45 yard line, something like that. It's third and one. They hustle up to the line really quick, like they always do, get in the I formation and they play action pass and throw it deep down the field, touchdown. Uh, that That's going to be awesome. Uh, that's coming. It's got to be coming this weekend. They showed a jumbo package Saturday against Kentucky that they hadn't shown all year where Princeton Fant lined up at tailback, and they brought a, an extra tight end in motion as a lead blocker, um, and they just ran outside – or they just ran a power play off tackle um, with the tight end motioning across and kicking out the end. And basically use Princeton Fant as a Derrick Henry type bruising big running back. But a lot of people don't remember this. Princeton Fant was recruited as a high school tailback who also played quarterback. Um, he he um he gained about 40 pounds in his first two years at Tennessee, and that's how he ended up at tight end. Um, but he did play some high school quarterback. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them get in some kind of a jumbo package with him at tailback and let they pitch it to him, let, making it look like a run, and he gets to throw the ball. Yep. Um, yep. I would not be surprised by that at all. Um, of course, you know, they they did that against uh, UT Martin, and he got to throw yep. it down the field to uh, Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> um, yep. It's going to be an exciting weekend, that's for sure. Um. Big, big weekend. I mean, major 
shakeup in the college football playoff rankings just after the first week because the top two teams are going to be playing each other the very first week they're released. Yeah. Uh, so any, any last thoughts for us as, as we, Oh, I didn't give my prediction for the score. I better I do that. Say, you haven't said your score yet. You're trying to avoid that. <laughs> That's right. Actually. <laughs> um, whoever has the ball last wins. Mm-hmm. Tennessee gets the ball last. 42, 39, Tennessee. So you're not yeah. letting Chase McGrath be the deciding factor. I strategically avoided that one too, because that's <laughs> that's my only concern really about this. Well, my, obviously I'm concerned about Georgia's tight ends, but if, if yeah. about Tennessee specifically, my main concern is Chase McGrath. Uh, we haven't seen this from him, and yeah. and you can tell it's in his head. Uh, he's thinking about it now, and you don't want him thinking about it. And so um, that the that's will be really interesting. Nobody has really lined up since Pitt. Nobody has really lined up and played smash mouth football with Tennessee. Nobody, nobody's lined up and just tried to run it right down their throats. Um, you know, Kentucky, that's not really their style. They're kind of a off tackle counter inside outside. You know, it's not really power football. Um, Georgia has the tight ends and the running backs to line up and just pound it right down your throat. And Man, Washington's really, like yeah, LeBron James. Line, I mean, yeah. and, and they can put three tight ends in there and have three huge dudes who are also athletes, yeah. um, you know, and, and some big backs. So it'll be interesting to see if, and this isn't Todd Munkin's MO. So it'll be interesting to see if Munkin is willing to do that and and go big and and just pound the ball to eat clock and yeah. and wear down Tennessee's defense. Um, because that's not his offense. personality, but he's got the dudes to do it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend. That's for sure. Stressful weekend. <laughs> well, we thank everybody so much for for joining us. Um, as if you watch this video, we thank you so much. Uh, Keep an eye out for this podcast, man. We're going to try to go live a lot so that we can interact with you in real time. Uh, we just have fun talking about the Vols. Uh, so on behalf of Rustin, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.